amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I ran away from heartbreak Got nothing in return for my pain I never thought I'd be so empty, so alone and afraid. Wasn't looking for a lover. Nobody understood where I've been. I guess I thought I needed more time to protect my love from potential offense. So I
yeah, yeah. One more time around. Everything's slowing down. Can't control it. Say that you're for me. Right now I need loyalty. It's hard for me to trust you. I've been here before this. I've been through the troubles. It's hard to let you in. I've been giving you the runaround. I double on the doses. I don't need emotion. No. Right now we young and we dumb and we lit. Been thinking about before when we was kids. Yeah. I was caught up in the mist. Yeah. And we live for the moment, respond to a calling. It's bigger than all of us, right to the wheels. Give anything to feel something new. High if I fall, no, I did it going all in. At the time of my life, right for the squad. Lights through the fog, but we made it. Yeah. I'd be good by the morning. I feel like I'm falling. morning everybody welcome back on today's show among other things i want to just hip you to what's going on from the state of ohio seems like we've been spending more and more time talking about stuff that's coming from the state you know there's a republican majority here in the state of ohio and who's surprised by this no one now it appears that republicans in the state of ohio are offering up their own version of what people are calling voter suppression bills now, Ohio joins a lot of other Republican legislator-controlled states uh, in the country to introduce these, what some folks are calling severe restrictions, uh, restricting things like ballot drop boxes and absentee voting. You may know the governor of Florida most recently has signed on to something like that. And this is the reaction to Trump losing the election. Trump lost the election because his response to COVID was horrible. Had it been better, he probably would have beaten Joe Biden. He might have even beaten Joe Biden very easily, but he, he did a, such a, a horrible job. It cost him the, the, the election. But we do remember that he had a lot of complaints about irregularities and that the fact that he believed that the vote was stolen. Now, there were a lot of lawsuits and a whole lot of fake and in some cases real investigations and nothing came out of it. They, meaning authorities, you're talking about the government run by Trump, couldn't find any real evidence. But as a response to it, we know what happened in Georgia, Florida. Um, as a response to it, the Republicans are like, they're going to try to lock it down. And think about this, Ohio, Ohio, for the last two presidential election cycles, went to the Republican candidate. So winning isn't even enough for these Republicans in the state of Ohio. They want to not just win, but they want to nail the door shut behind them to make sure that they have supremacy moving forward. So we'll talk about what that really means. Plus, it's a Friday, so you know me, a smattering of other topics related to people, politics, and pleasure. It's the Nate Ivey Show. Good morning to you. And it's a wonderful, wonderful Friday. Great to be alive. I just had to take some time to uh, enjoy the sunrise. You know what I'm saying? I've got a little bit of space here, and um, I don't have a regular sponsor as of for the rest of this week. 
And so that gave me a little bit of flexibility. But I want to circle back and talk about a, a bunch of things this week, including Serena Williams. I've been noticing that many, many people have been talking about Serena Williams, and I'm glad because I have been talking about Serena Williams for years and years now and talking about the change in her appearance. Now, let me add this caveat. Serena Williams don't give a damn about what I think. She don't care. And I don't care that she don't care. Okay. So let's get that straight. I mean, in America, you can you you can do whatever you want to do. But it is worth mentioning. It is worth mentioning and asking what happened. And uh man, I had listeners post this. I know Donnie posted this in her Facebook page. Crystal posted this eleven hours ago. It's a side by side of Serena Williams from back in the day to the new Serena Williams. And let's just say she's Michael Jackson-ish and not in a good way. And I feel for Serena, I always have, because what I can tell is that, and this is just my opinion, but it appears, this is my opinion, it appears that she has been heavily influenced by, um, you know, Eurocentric culture and Eurocentric beauty trends, like what, what, what our culture tells women and including black women, what's beautiful, like including being lighter. Like people are still caught up with that light skin complex type ish. But I always thought Serena was tight from back in the day. It's a damn shame. She recently did a photo spread. Everybody been talking about it. Everybody. I mean, everybody. And it's like, what the hell? The chin work, the lip work, the nose work. I'm like, oh, dear Lord cheekbones i'm like sis you were so beautiful you were so beautiful i see larry reed live is talking about her (laughs) and some of the comments are hilarious oh it's bad makeup somebody wrote fake no i wish it was fake now that's that's how sis really looking these days but it is what it is we may talk about it this damn culture i'm just here to tell you sister you are beautiful in your natural state naturally naturally whatever that might be they're the the most the most i don't know about you but to me the sexiest thing in the world is healthy healthy skin healthy teeth healthy hair healthy scalp healthy body there's nothing sexier in the world to me than that and i think you can't live in this culture and not be and not be influenced by it but i think it influences more people than other like some women they like shh they double down on their ethnicity and their ethnic features. And some women, they go to Serena Williams route. I'll play, I'll show you a side by side here in a second. It ain't good. But again, she don't give a damn what I think or you think. It's just a conversation piece for me. Really more so less about Serena and more about all the other women and people out there that feel like you're not good enough because you're dark. Or you're not good enough because your hair is a little bit kinky or you ain't got what the hell? I take the whole Serena any day. The new Serena is kind of zombie-ish. Uh-uh. Don't want to live with a zombie. How about you? 513-873-7134. Once again, and I've seen somebody make this point about Bessie Sunderman. You know, yesterday she was beating her chest, and now she wants to use issue two that has passed. She wants to use issue two to go after. She wants to use issue two. Good morning, everybody. She wants to use issue two to go after uh Wendell Young. And I was on Twitter. Somebody made a great point. They made an excellent point. They're like, look at Bessie Sunderman. The day after the election, what does she choose to focus on? Something that's divisive. Something that's partisan. 
it would be nice if we got that same kind of visibility and, and time and energy on fixing the affordable housing crisis and situation. I thought it was an excellent point. I thought it was an excellent point. The day after the election, Bessie Sunderman is trying to get Wendell Young removed from council as if anybody gives a damn about that. Meanwhile, you've got all these other kitchen table issues out here that really matter. It gets no focus whatsoever. Or shall I say it doesn't get the same focus. I think I said something about what she values and what she's all about and who she is. Now, this is just my personal opinion. I could be pers- completely wrong. I've never spoken with Bessie Sunderman. I'm sure she is a nice woman. But in terms of what I see and what keeps coming up through the media and her type of politics, I mean, it's, just, it's the exact opposite of what we need on city council right now. That's just my opinion. Now, we'll figure out what the will of the voters are or is later this year when you got the general election. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets reelected one bit, not one bit. And you shouldn't either. 513-873-7134. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Good morning, everybody. We'll put the cam up in a second. So you can uh, see straight into the studio. Did you hear about the uh, Georgia police officer who's gone viral? He says he's sick and tired of the stigma uh, against police officers. Basically, he had the whole not all cops are bad narrative. Well, you know what? Not all black men are bad either. Let's flip it. But I've got that video for you. We will discuss. Again, 513-873-7134. If you like to share your thoughts this morning, I want to hear them. What's been going on? It's been a very interesting week. It's been a very interesting week. Mm. How many people are getting ready for this Floyd Mayweather fight? Floyd Mayweather is anything for the check, man. Somebody say, listen, we want you to fight uh, a, a YouTuber for 20 mil. You down? I'm in. Can't be mad at him. Can't be mad at bro, bro, man. That's what he does. <laughs> get it in. Get it in. <laughs> get it in. You know, I was getting comments about, was that yesterday's show? We talked about Kevin Samuels way, <laughs> way after the show. I think that conversation touched a nerve. Uh, it's the sunrise. You don't. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Jack Rice, it's the sunrise. You don't look too much in and might blind the people with your shine. Uh, Carmelita writes, Carmelita writes, good morning, Nathan Choppers. Happy Friday and happy Mother's Day to the mothers. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, where would we be? Chairman, mom, all the mothers out there holding it down, holding down the community. Absolutely. Happy Mother's Day as we get ready for the weekend. I hope that it's a, uh, I hope it's a great weekend for you. Hope it's a great weekend for you. I really do. Man, man, we got to talk about so much. There's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about this morning. I mean, I want to kind of go back over the week. There's a few things that we missed that we didn't discuss that I want to bring back up that you may or may find, may not find interesting. Good morning to you. What's up, Anthony? Appreciate you. Appreciate Anthony uh, for all the posts inside the friends page. Uh, somebody writes, she's just trying to stay in the spotlight. She was appointed by Republican judge, so keep stirring the pot, stay in the spotlight, but this is one vote you may, you won't get. Yeah, I don't think she's going to get that vote against Wendell Young either, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how the politics play out. 
Again, I'll throw the number up one more time, 513-873-7134. Anyone who takes advice from this man gets what they deserve. Tracy is hilarious. What was that, three days ago? Kevin Samuels? You are hilarious. <laughs> that's his uh that's his man pet. That look that's that's called stylish these days. That's stylish. All these Kevin Samuel haters. Any you know what they are? They hating on his brother. Cause he's not afraid to speak his mind. That's all it is. Maybe. It might be a little bit more to it. Uh, how are you? Good morning to you. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Uh, let me jump inside the chop shop here and see what's up. Brandy Rice, good morning. Happy Friday. Sharp Rice, good morning, Nathan and Choppers. Good morning to you, Sharp. Ashley Rice, good morning, Nathan and the Choppers. Happy Friday. Husband and I celebrated our seven-year anniversary on Sunday. Seven years. Ooh, that's great. Black love. Very happy for you. It's a beautiful thing. I wish you, uh, well, however many more that are good. You know what I'm saying? Brenda Rice, happy Friday, Nathan and Choppers. Good morning to you. Stimmy Hardaway writes, it's Friday, folks. Don't be ashy. Be a blessing. Where's fame at, man? And I'm only asking about fame. I'll put the cam up in a second, folks. I'm I'm here. Because I know he's in the sports betting, and I'm reading that the state legislator in the state of Ohio is getting closer to legalizing sports betting. I think initially, from what I read, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but they're going to have like at least 40 licenses for sports betting. That's going to be big money right there. That's going to be big money. Speaking of big money, and I still believe this, that the legal marijuana trade can be reparations for, you know, black folks, ADI, ADOS or FBA, Foundational Black Americans, however you look at it. And I just read this morning that now some of the big investment groups are getting, some of the big financial investment houses and groups are getting involved in legal marijuana. They're saying it's going way up, way up, way up, big money, big money, big money. That's because Americans love their drugs. Always have, always will. We got an early call. Let's take it. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, comrade. Good morning to you. How you doing, brother? Hey, my head is above ground, so I'm okay. Word on that. Hey, listen. Uh, I know you were talking about some other topics this morning, but I did watch a replay yesterday about Umar and, and Kevin Samuels, yeah. and I am a Kevin Samuels consumer as it relates to his media. And I think Dr. Umar Johnson just being a hater. He's hating. Like, like, why, why are you concerned about what women are doing with their time seeking whatever type of validation, if that's what they're doing? I don't know if they're necessarily doing that. I think there are women who call Kevin Samuels who's trying to figure out how to get this quote-unquote high value do, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And, and there are women out there who are seeking specific type of men. Like, they would go to a store to buy a certain type of dress or a certain type of Louis bag or whatever they like to consume, right? Women consume men just like men consume women. I mean, these are products on the streets. That's why you talk about sexual market value and all this type of stuff. It's a concept. And Dr. Umar Johnson is mad because I think he's been out here in the game longer, way longer than Kevin Samuels. And Kevin Samuels just stepped right into it, and he's a superstar on YouTube. And Umar is just, he's been questioned and doubted and all types of stuff for years. And he just hasn't had that same level of success. So I just talk it up with him being a hater. Mm-hmm. Because who is he to tell women how to consume men? All good points. I can't disagree with you. 
that's that. Um, voter suppression in Ohio, it's a myth. I'm going to say it again. Voter suppression in Ohio, myth. When you say myth, what do you mean by myth? Like as, as it relates to that even being something that's going on in Ohio. Okay. Voter suppression is not going on in Ohio in any way, shape, or form. Matter okay. of fact, we have some of the most liberal voting policies in the state of Ohio. Okay. If you look at it and you compare it to all across the other countries, okay. excuse me, all across the other states in the country. Right, but are you aware of House Bill 294? Yeah, I am aware of it. I'm not every detail. I won't say I've just read the, uh, I've read the highlights what the media's reported. Okay. Yeah, and so what you got to do that, is, again, People go are saying that House Bill 294 and some of the restrictions that it would place on ballot drop boxes and absentee voting is in of itself an attempt of voter suppression. Well, they might say that, but right now, what we got right now as far as voter drop box in Ohio, we only got one at the Board of Elections, and that's in that like state, in that state, in all, all our counties, there's only one drop the Board of Elections. Well, the House bill would limit the number of drop boxes to just one location per county. Yeah, so what am I missing now? Who has multiple locations right now? Right. I don't handle the county. We got one location, as far as I know, unless I unless I miss something. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it should remain just one location, or should we have it in multiple locations? Because which I which do you we, think, think would be would would uh have a more positive impact on giving people access to voting? I, I you you want to use the word positive? I'm gonna use the word secure. So, I think have one Dropbox, and we know there's cameras there have a one drop box, one secure drop box in a location that's on the property of the county or around about, it's sufficient. I mean, damn, we got 30 days before the actual election day to go actually march in there and early vote. We got 30 days before that to well, actually glad- request absentee ballots. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say you brought up 30 days. I'm glad you brought that up, brother, because the other thing that this House bill would do is limit the usage of those drop boxes, like you said, it used to be 30 days prior to the election. If this passes House Bill 294, it'll only be 10 days leading up to the election. So okay. do you under- that's, so, not, that's so, not suppression. So they're taking away 20 days that we had and have been having. What, 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 why would, other than to suppress the vote, what other reason would it, what other logical reason would it be for uh, Republicans in Ohio to suggest something like this? Well, it's an administrative matter, too. I mean, think about it like this. And this is true across every type of business, whether it's government business or just even consumer consumers, uh, you know, out here in business. You only got so many workers, okay? So you're going to run these workers 20 additional days, and you can reduce their workload to 10 days and, and maximize their ability to be, to be more successful at the job. I mean, we're going to just run to the ground because of what? Because we want to say we're not suppressing the vote. Man, we got 10 days to actually to show up anyway. You can still put it in the mail. You can That's still put it in the job. That don't change nothing. Reducing it from 30 to 10 don't change anything. Oh, it don't change it, it anything other than you're losing 20 days. So it'll make, the, it'll make it a less available option for people. That's all it does. All it would do well, is potentially people, suppress the vote. That's it. Well, look, go on election day. You see, this is this is this is the point I'm making. People want to make all types of you know excuses about what these legislators do. Look, they're elected, okay? You have to adjust to what they do. 
period. We want to complain about, oh, what they're doing this, they're doing that. Well, look, they've been elected to do this. So what people have to learn how to do is adjust. If well, it's not 30 days anymore, go down to 10, to so be it. I think it's more options than what? just adjusting. I mean, and no, no, not, no, I don't think so. You know no, why? Because no, I'm, looking I, I the, I'm looking at the government. No, I think there is black Russia. So what you just, so two things just happened here. So number one, in two consecutive questions, you just did a 180. First, you were singing a virtue about how Ohioans have 30 days. And then when I told right. you House to Bill 294 were restricted just to 10 days to drop it off in the ballot box, all of a sudden you're talking about, administrative costs and something else so so which is it but then two it can be both Go uh, ahead. not really no nah, you you can't on one hand say hey our votes not under attack you got 30 days and then when i tell you only got 10 you got they're gonna take away 20, 20 days all of a sudden that's okay too it's got to be either you still or. got 10 right you still no no no, no you, that's consistent as hell because you still got 10 days even if you go from 30 to 10 you still got an hour time right so, but, but so, so there's no big deal day. in losing 20 days uh, of potentially dropping off your ballot earlier. So what reasons nope. other than that could it be? I mean, other than this being voter suppression, what else could it be? I told you administrative costs, brother. Oh. I, I, I don't remember that's, reading that's I don't remember reading anything. So what are the administrative costs? I don't remember any any reports or any news from the Hamilton County Board of Elections talking about administrative well, costs. Well, you have to I mean, look, you what you have to do is you have to attend the Board of Election meetings and get right. the minutes and you know, those are the where the weeds at. The devil's always right. in the details. So, right. you know, they're not going to cover every single detail with the public about why they're doing so what they're doing. But if you read the general minutes and everything, so basically what you're saying is to that's me, a non-issue. That, that's why I started the whole conversation with voter suppression in Ohio is a myth. Your title that you put on the show, yeah. that's myth. It's a mythology. Well, I mean, that, you're entitled to your opinion. Sure. You're right. But I'm trying to figure out the logic of prime. I mean, everybody can have an opinion, but what are the facts? And the facts remains is I, what, what, what reason would we have for this change? I've not heard any reason as to why we need a change. Ah, I, I, administrative cops. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's just the something deal. you're just pulling out of the air here. I mean, and you might be right, but I haven't read that. There's been no conversation about that here in Hamilton County about administrative costs. Again, you, but you don't know that. I'm saying you have to go to the minutes. You don't know it either. I'm going to go look at the minutes. Right. We we both just sharing opinions. I'm looking for the facts. Right, right, right. right. We're sharing opinions, but this, this is an opinion-based show. So that's what I'm right, saying. Right, right, right. Oh, you oh, oh for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure, 100%. Yeah. But then I also disagree with you. You say that the, all, the only option that people have is just to adjust. That's not true. This is just a proposal. Like, the people can do whatever they can to try to influence it, you know, in a legal way, these folks, oh, yeah, before they sure. make people, this decision. Do that. So you don't just have to yeah, adjust I, I, to yeah. it. And so part of these conversations with media like this is to let people know what's going on so they can start sending emails or writing letters or right. whatever right. they got to do. So you don't, you don't have to yeah. just adjust and just accept it. That's so like I said, you got more options than that. Well, the Democrats don't because, again, and this is just the way that things go, Nathan Ivey. It's like, yeah, you know, NOSP and these people got your, you know, write your state representative, write your state senator. Okay, Cecil Thomas and Cedric Dixon, they can't do a damn thing about this. Kathy Ingram can't do a damn thing about this. They can't do nothing. They are in the minority. The Republicans are in firm control with an iron grip. All we, you're telling people to go beg the Republicans to show them some mercy. They're going to look at you like, where your Republican representatives at? 
I mean, unless you unless you got Bill Sykes out nah, there man, I think in the west projecting. side of town. You never heard me say I'm nothing projecting. about begging. I think that's you projecting. That's what how I'm you saying, look at it. You agree with me? Republicans don't control the state government, right? What I said is you yeah, should let your elected control, officials right? know how you feel about it. That's how. That's, that's what fine. I said. That don't. That's way. That's a big difference from begging. It's not the same. Still there, bro? Yo, yo. I was, I was saying, uh, okay, you still yeah, there. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, you, 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 I couldn't hear you for a little while there, but you're back now. Okay. All right. Thanks. So I just want to be practical with this, and I'm going to give you a perfect example. Like, my state representative is Cedric Denson, unfortunately. There's nothing that Cedric Denson can do about stopping what the Republicans want. Okay? Same thing with Cecil Thomas. There's nothing he can do to stop the Republicans in the Senate from doing what they want. So for me, as a constituent, to call Senator Denson and to call Cecil Thomas, I'm wasting my time. Dis- they can't stop them. I disagree with you. I disagree with you. Why? I mean, I mean, you're right in the sense that the Republicans have the majority. But I think that even in the minorities, these Democrats have influence over the process. And, then, and can sometimes can broker compromises, you know, with their Republican uh, uh, colleagues across the aisle. So, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Like, this sure. has just been introduced. Does that mean that if it gets to the governor, it'll look the same way that it does right now? It doesn't have to. It don't have to, but the chances are that it will because of the supermajority. We ain't just talking about, like, Republicans got a couple votes. They got, like, in the Senate, man, it's like, well, they got, yeah, they got a You, got, you four, said it right, they got senators. a majority by far. A supermajority. A super, supermajority. This ain't even close. So, yeah, the Democrats can go up there and try to act like they got influence. They'll come down here because they want to panel for votes and say, yeah, I'm going to go take your concerns about the Columbus, and then get slapped down. They'll never tell you they're getting, getting the slap down later on like The Rock used to do back in the day. They won't tell you that. But if you're reading what's going on, and I read, bro, you read too. We know what's going on. We know the Republicans are in firm control. And until Democrats start winning state races in their representatives and senators in the places that really matter, okay, then, then we're we spinning our wheels. We're going to sit like, like, like stand your ground in Ohio. Democrats is up in arms. Guess what? It's still passed in the same form it got introduced, signed by the governor. I mean, we can go on and on with legislation that didn't hit the streets in the state government in Ohio, and the Democrats have put their arms up and bitch and moan and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and they ain't stopped nothing. That's my point. That's all I'm saying. Let's just adjust to what's going on instead of like let's call let's call our representatives. If you're a Democrat, it don't matter if you call them. You can. That's cool. You have that constitutional right as an American citizen to do that. But don't think you busting no great. You're mm-hmm. gonna get what you get. Stand your ground in Ohio. Motherfuckers went excuse me went crazy, lost their minds, and it's still passed, bro. Well, I don't really think people went crazy. I think some people did. But I think generally it wasn't a whole, whole lot of groundswell of emotion around that before it got passed. It happened so quickly. I understand what you're saying. Again, I understand what you're saying. I can't disagree with you when you talk about the Republican majority. But I think that if the Democrats and the people just stand back and just adjust, then they'll never fix the situation. I mean, like I said, I think it's up to media platforms such as this show like this to let the people know what's going on. Period. Sure. Appreciate it. And to encourage him to do something about it, some type of action, even if that is just sending a, a email or maybe you right. show up. Maybe that's a protest and True. see what happens. 
I think right. I, what what you supposed to do? Just accept the circumstances? I, I, I mean, nah, I, nah, 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 I can't do that. Hey, I'm not. I ain't saying all that. I ain't saying accept. That's what it sounded like you were saying. saying just, you were saying just well, what, what I'm saying. Just put your head down uh, and accept it. And it's, it's, you ever see this movie called uh, uh, Antebellum? I have not seen that. You ever see? You should see it because you sound like if you was an Antebellum, you would just accept it. I, I can't do nothing. I, shit, I'm, they're gonna have to shoot me in the back. Trying well, to get shit, off the plantation. I mean, from what from what you're describing, I am like that in a lot of in a lot of instances. I, I am know, that type of person. I know. I I'll take that. Yeah. So if yeah. you're saying it like that, in some cases, hey, you can only do what you can do, bro. I, I mean, you can't you can't save everybody. You can't I save the you. world. You can try. You know. So for me, it's like, hey, sometimes you gotta just accept things the way they are and <laughs> how they're gonna be. You know, and it's just gonna be what it's gonna be, and and, and you gotta adjust to that. That's think, all I'm saying, and it's not—it's not a tuck your head between your legs and run. It sounds you know, like it's it is. It's about being. It sounds, you know, it's about being no, no, it's not it's tuck really, your head between your really. legs and run. What you just described was tuck your head between your your head and stand there in it. Don't do nothing. Just look, okay, boss. Don't look him in the eye because you know they got a majority. Don't you look him? That's what it sounds like to me. But okay, we all yes, got different right. approaches. Sure, I agree. Uh, you know, I'm just the type of person, again, you know, I'm more realistic than the average person. But last thing, Serena Williams. Look, she the GOAT. She could do whatever she wants. She could do anything, all right? She's the standard for black women, period. She's black what? women, thank you for what? She's the standard for black women. She's the standard. <laughs> She's the standard. I mean, She's the standard. in terms of her professional accomplishments, she is an inspiration for, for at, all people, at 40, men and women. At 40? At forty, she's a standard, bro. She gonna be she gonna be forty years old this coming this this coming December. I think it's her birthday or November. Yeah. She she I think she's somewhere like in there. Anyway, at forty, she's the standard. So black women get like her. Have what? a good weekend. <laughs> Take it easy, man. He is a mess, man. He is a wild boy. He is wild. Yeah, Black Russia just told you just to accept it. Just accept it. Just accept your fate. Put your head down. Don't you look him in the eye, boy. You eyeballing me, no boss. I ain't eyeballing you. That's what he just described. And that is an option. That is an option. But I, nah, we're going to have to rage against that good night. We're going to have to fight it. No, no, no. Go ahead, say, say good morning. Hi, Daddy. Love you. I love you too. The video. Okay, we're going to do a test video. Okay, he, he wants to do a YouTube channel, so he it's it's, it's got to happen. <laughs> it's got to happen. All right, so let's go back to the phones here because Black Russia was wild. Then he talking about some Serena Williams is the standard for women. I mean, you could never take away her accomplishments. I think that's an inspiration for people, men, women, whoever. Um, but she's in the news right now because people are looking at her aesthetic. Which is that fair? I admit to you, it ain't really fair. That's really her business. But where would we be if we minded our own business? That wouldn't be fun. So it is what it is, you know, but I take these conversations for what they are. Uh, let's go to the phones. Good morning and welcome to the show. What's up, Nathan? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Doing great. Welcome. Yes, sir. Oh, is the baby still in the room? Uh, He's about to walk out now. I hear you. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, well, I tell you what, as far as Serena, uh, we'd be lying if we didn't say we saw this coming, whether you agree with it or not. 
We saw it coming uh, years ago when she kicked her dad out of her life. What have I been telling you for five dang on years about that woman? She kicked her dad out of her life. It's going downhill for her. And that's what has happened. You know, um, you know, that's probably why she can't win a match anymore. You know, because she got too much collagen and Botox in her in her body. And it's not playing, you know, it's not helping out her athleticism. You know, um, you know, I saw all the comments, bad lighting and whatnot. I was like, no, that was directly off her page. Yeah. You know, Photoshop and all that. That was directly off her uh, Instagram page. One of them, she looked so bad, she took it down off her page. There's one of that you guys are, are missing. She took that one down because she was getting dragged so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and she had the and she had the issue with um, and it wasn't just her dad. It was the other tennis player, the white lady from Russia, that was one of her contemporaries. Um, I forget her name. Um, but she wasn't very good. Serena's dominating, and this Russian is the one getting all the props because you know she's that. Uh, standard European beauty look. I forget her name, but, you know, she's tall, you know, uh, you know, decently pretty or whatnot, but, you know, but she was getting all the puss. She was getting all the press, and they, you know, the media made it a rivalry between her and Serena. But, you called my name earlier. Talking about some worse fame, you know, because of the, the, the state Senate sports uh, legislation bill. Yeah, yeah, Sharpova, Nathan. right? Maria Sharapova? Yes, Maria Sharapova. Yep, that was her name. I did. Yeah, yeah I was but interested. you were talking about. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, I did call your name because I know you, you've been in us, you've been on the forefront, at least in this show, in my radar screen about sports betting. And I heard that they are going to give, was it, is it 40 licenses? They're, they're mulling over allowing 40 sports betting licenses in the state of Ohio? Well, first of all, let's cut the bullshit. I'm. I am responsible for this. Directly responsible. Three weeks ago, I posted to my YouTube channel an interview I did with a local political about what's taking it so long. Let her talk her shit. She lightweight shamed the process. And now, almost three weeks to the day later, the state Senate decides that they're going to, they want to push something through by the end of the month you know, the 40 licenses or whatnot, but they want to violate, they know they're going to face uh, a lawsuit for violating the Ohio Constitution because they want to get it out so quickly because that I allowed that lady to shame, the, to shame them on my show. So therefore, give me my God, pay, pay some homage. All you people in the audience, you great beard-ass dudes, want to keep shitting on the alt-middle, you know, the dude who threatened my genitalia, for 94 days straight, I ain't going to even say his name. You know who he is. You know, the uh, the member threatener, you know, the Mason member threatener. Pay me some damn homage. While you out there talking slick in the, in the comments, just remember, pay homage. I got a fucking law changed. Do you have any questions, comments, or snide remarks, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you're just a funny dude. Hold man. on, because I'm... Hold on, hold on, hold on. And why, why, see, why you thinking I'm being funny? A local sports talk radio guy. When that stuff came out about the Senate yesterday, a local sports talk radio man retweeted my interview. He said this was done a couple weeks ago. Well, no, brother, don't get me wrong. This law just, 
I'm not challenging uh, the validity. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not challenging you. the validity I'm of what you say. I'm sure. I'm. I'm oh, okay. I'm sure that your interview changed it. I'm sure that was, you know, the thing that tipped the scales. I'm just talking about, you know, it was the cool, everything the motherfucking else you're growl. Is hilarious. <laughs> it, it, it just, just tell it, just tell it like it is. It was the crew to goddamn growl. Pay homage. That's all I'm saying. Pay some homage, you people. Whether you like fame or not, whether you like the alt middle or not. You owe me this one. If you're in the sports, buddy, I'll oh. holler. Thank you for the call. He is a hilarious guy. He is hilarious. He said, pay homage. <laughs> I don't doubt it one bit, man. Not one bit. The Mason members threatener or something. He said, he's just a funny dude. Hilarious. Uh, Brent writes, I saw the video of the black cop in Atlanta focused on the reaction to police brutality instead of the police committing the the brutality. Typical, right? Regina writes, uh, yeah, it's all good, Mayweather. Natasha writes, greetings all. Good morning. Brandon writes, 20 mil to beat that boy up. Run the check, LOL. Uh, Jerrica writes, Nate, you just murdered my comment. Which comment? I did murder it, did I? It's the sunrise. You done took too much in and might blind the people with your shine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to go with that. Kathy writes, uh, good morning, all. Good morning to you. Danita's in the house. She writes, good morning, all. Tracy writes, hi. Sarah writes, grand risings family. Tabitha writes, America is racist, bully, and they're trying to punish others for bullying. Joe writes, morning, Nate and the Choppers. Fire, it's Friday. Yeah, it is Friday. It is. Them Lakers ain't looking too good, man. AD went down with a low ankle. It's just not going to be their year. It's just, And that's why you got to give it up to the teams like the Bulls and any team that, that repeats and then threatens a three-peat or if they get a three-peat, that – that's awfully hard to do to stay at the top in, in something kind of like that, like some kind of physical competition endeavor. That's really hard to do because you got the other teams that have now figured you out, or at least they think they do. And then you got to deal with the wear and tear of being a champion and playing so many games. I don't think – I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers don't even win that playing game. They ain't looking good at all. Not one bit for people that's into that stuff. However, what I am interested in is seeing something new. I roll with LeBron James, but other than rolling with LBJ, I'd like to see a brand new NBA champion. You know, two teams that we've never seen in the finals before, right? That'll be dope. I can get down with that. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Go ahead and write it down, Nate. The Clippers and the Sixers, man. Clippers and the Sixers. Okay. Clippers and I'll the Sixers. I'll watch that. I'll watch that. Yeah, I will too. I mean, but I want LeBron and I want AD to get back. I think AD's trying to go – He's kind of going back to his soft ways, man. You know, you're always wondering if he can tough it out, an injury. Um, what happened last night, I don't know if you saw the uh, highlights, but he kind of twisted the uh, same ankle or leg that uh, had him out for a long time. But, um, you know, I say send him out. Let's go ahead. I think they're probably going to be in the play-in game, unfortunately. But uh, go ahead and beat them and make it do what it do. I mean, you know LeBron's going to show up, so you just worry about the other uh, sporting cast. But, Nate. I don't want you to fall for the flam fam, man. You, you see what the all metal just tried to do? Fame called in to try to switch it up because his boy just gave the biggest Paris Denard uh, introduction on Chop Shop history. 
I'm going to support voter suppression. Did that Negro just actually say, and not only should you not say anything about it, he said adjust. Are you kidding me? Adjust. You heard it, folks. I mean, that was a Gilligan exclusive. That shit should have been on Fox. Hell, I'm looking right now to see if it's a Huffington Post, like the most Gilligan statement of 2021 so far. Are you kidding me? I mean, did, we got, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to it again. Like, did he really just say that? So, fame, nice attempt to try to, you know, change the subject. But no, that's your boy. And, Nate, this is another thing, too. Have you sound there's kind of like a little dissension within the, uh, you know, the, the puppy pound. One guy is pro Serena, the other guy is not. Oh, and by the way, after all the shit and the pictures that I've seen, why, quite honestly, I love Serena Williams. That's the only reason why I really would watch women's tennis, her and Venus. I actually met Venus one time when the uh, tennis tournament is out here, the Western Southern Open. But Serena looking like Lil' Kim. I said it. What the hell? That's the first thing that came to me. I was like, is that Lil' Kim? But what? But yeah, I mean, I, there's something going on here. It's like, uh, like I said, today was a Gilligan excuses. And you look at it too, Nate. I mean, you got... Your West Coast uh, alt drop, whatever the hell he is, looking like Urkel with contact. You got uh, Fame looking like what Juicy from the PJs would look like when he turned 43. You got Black Russia look, sounding like Paris Denard on a green detox. And then you got, of course, you got Omar looking like BDP in the seventh with his old ugly ass. He's a Tito of the group. I mean, come on, man. Man, let me, I got to get out of here, man, man. But you know how it is. Hopefully in the end, they get what I'm spitting. You know, petty pee. That's Mason Muller, everybody, host of the Politically Petty Podcast. He is a petty individual. <laughs> y'all y'all funny, man. But it's a Friday or a Friday, so it is what it is. Uh, ta- Tamasha. Tamasha Rice was cracking. What's up, Tamasha? How are you? Uh, Brandon writes, um, hey, good morning, good morning. Uh, Nat writes, great Friday, Facebook choppers. Good morning. Nate, why is Cincinnati losing black journalists? WCPO just lost two in the last three weeks and several more over the last year. Yeah, I did hear, I think, uh, what's your brother's name? Philip Randolph? You know, remember, he was the same dude that got into it last year downtown. I think some people said something to him or something. I don't know if somebody tried to grab the microphone from him or somebody called him a sellout black dude or something like that. Remember that? Something happened with Walter Randolph. Yeah, he's moving on to do something for public uh, broadcasting, some kind of investigative journalism. It looked like it was a great opportunity for him, so I wish the brother the best. Um, well, you know, Cincinnati is not the biggest market. And so there's bigger markets and there's more opportunities out there. And so people are going to take it. You got a lot of these journalists that come to Cincinnati who are not from Cincinnati. So other than it being like a home away from home, you know, it's not where they grew up. So they're they're in it for the paycheck and the exposure and the opportunity. And so if they get another opportunity, they move. They can move close. Sometimes they want to go home in some cases. Some cases they want to go uh, like Sharice Gibson went back to New Orleans, right? I think that's where she's from. You know, people are moving. You know, they get out if. If you don't, if you didn't grow up in Cincinnati, you grew up somewhere else, and you're trying to make it in broadcasting and in 
a station in Indianapolis says, hey, listen, we're going to pay you more money and give you more airtime, then depending on what's up, you're going pick to up, pick up and move. You're going where the opportunities are. So that's just what, that's what I think it is. I haven't spoke with anybody. Tiffany writes, uh, it's about tax. Seven Daniels' advice isn't all bad. He's just not tactful. He could give the same advice without insulting people. Tiffany is exactly correct. She's right. He could. I thought the same thing, Tiffany. But then the show wouldn't be as entertaining. But then it also opens the door for the critique of Dr. Omar. Because I kind of felt what Black Russia was saying, like, that's another man's YouTube channel. That's what you want to do with his channel and is working for him. Then either pick up some tips or just it is what it is. You know, if people want to call into his show, if women want to be judged by him because they feel that he's a value, then take it. What I will say is when I've analyzed a lot of what he says about men, I don't think there's any woman out there that that would disagree about the advice that he gives to men, which is that same tough love, like get your shit together, you know, add some value. So a woman would see you as valuable. I mean, but when he says it about women, then people all of a sudden want to recoil. They got a problem with it, but he, he, he goes hard at dude. He goes harder at dudes. He goes harder at dudes. So it is what it is. Uh, TNT writes a hater can recognize another hater gain recognize gain. Ronald writes Cincinnati has a lot of self-suppression when it comes to voting. I'm still here to remind y'all about the 15% turnout. We have to do better y'all. We do need that reminder. He's right about it. Cincinnati is pretty good about uh, self-suppression. It is. But, you know, the media is a part of it. The narratives that the media tells us, that's a part of it here locally. Uh, The other part of it is the political parties. You know, the political parties haven't, I don't either, the Democrats, Republicans, neither political party has done enough to really touch enough of the non-electorate to make them feel like, that what they represent really matters to them each and every election. Like we, neither party has really reached those people because if they did, we see the numbers turn up. People don't really feel like politics work for them. People don't really see it and they need to see. And it's funny because it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So people don't feel like their vote really matters. So they don't vote. And so because enough people don't vote, they don't see enough drastic change per election. And because they don't see enough drastic change per election, they don't vote. So it becomes like this sick, vicious cycle that is hard to get out of. People don't vote because they're not inspired. They're not inspired, so they don't vote. So, you know, it it just goes back and forth. And that's just the way it is. Um, I think, I think that there are, it ta- and it takes money to break that. It takes money. It, it would take a sustained effort and some money and, you know, for something like that to, to actually help to break that cycle in Cincinnati. And that's what I think. People are not voting because they don't feel like it works for them. They're like, shit don't really matter. I mean, a mayor, schmayer. Yeah, there's people looking back like Avtab, David Mann, same people. There's people that looked at Avtab and Gabby Bechtrup and Cecil Thomas and Herman and Jolie, and they thought, all the same person. It don't really matter who's going to get in there. So how do you reach that person? Well, you start to move the needle. You know, politics starts to produce. And they're like, oh, snap. 
But how do you get politics to produce? Well, you got to get people out. So it becomes this sick cycle. That's what I see anyway. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, let me see. Uh, Terry, good morning to you, Terry. Good morning to you. Anthony, good morning to you. Danita writes, uh, I think, unfortunately, society has a warped sense of what sells. sells. Drama, throwing shade, and fighting is what people like to see. It's what sells. Uh, correct Amundo. Correct on all accounts. Brent writes, if there's only one Dropbox in locations located inside the building that has limited hours, that defeats the purpose. Yeah, Black Russia was out here. Some of them just throw your hands up and adjust. Just put your hand, just put your head down and adjust. You ever seen that movie Antebellum? I resisted it for a while. I'm like, I don't want to see this artsy fartsy daughters of the dust type ish. I just from the trailer, I don't know what the hell was going on. But one day I sat down. It was on a late night tip. I was at home working. And sometimes I like to turn the TV on and have it in the background. And I started watching it. And it clicked like, oh, I know what's going on here. And it's some old sick-ish. And all I can say is for the people that have seen it, like you already know, some people is just accept it. Like, shh, they got us, boss. Okay, boss, you need some more water, boss? We sick, boss. And then some people, you got to shoot them in the back because they're trying to claw their way out. And it is what it is. Everybody different. Um, see, once again... Do alt-middle policies differ from alt-right? Glenn writes, put it this way. Why is there a need for the changes? What was wrong with the last election? They are looking for a solution with no problem. See, I didn't even read this, but that's what I think. And it doesn't really matter. Like, the status quo will do whatever it needs to do to win. I got an example for you. So the Republicans have a majority, right? This is not my example, but I want to make a point. They have a majority, right? And so whatever rationale they need to say is what they're going to say to do what they want to do. It'll probably be something like, yeah, we didn't have a lot of election complaints, but why not take the steps to secure our elections? You know, that sounds like something that we really play on Fox. Speaking of which, did you hear what one of the Capitol rioters said was his defense? You won't believe it, but it has to do with Fox news. I got to this. We'll get to this all in a second, but you know, the power structure will do whatever the power structure wants to do to win. Let me give you an example. Let's talk about net neutrality just for a second. I don't want to bore you to death. If you are a content creator and you use the internet, you should be for net neutrality. I know it's not in the news. I know it's not the most popular topic. It's not sexy. It's not trending. But we all love the internet. And there are so many uh, uh, entrepreneurs and people that make money online. And if you make money or or if you have a business and, and being online is your front, your storefront, then you should be paying attention to it. So, you know, I'm a big proponent of net neutrality. I even hit the streets of Cincinnati to protest outside of a of a um, a phone score store. Right. It's cold as hell that day. But I do it again. So you remember going back when Trump was took over to see the way it works is the FCC is the governmental body that has jurisdiction over net neutrality. During the Obama administration, Obama was pro-net neutrality, which put protections on the way the Internet can be viewed and used by the big telecommunications companies, like the people that provide your Internet service to you, right? Uh, People like me believe that the Internet does not belong to the telecommunications companies. In fact, they didn't create it. 
people like me believe that it should be looked upon as a, as a public utility. And therefore, the public, that's you and me, should have access to it for either entertainment or whatever entrepreneurial endeavors without the big uh, telecommunication companies uh, regulating what we see, how we see it, and how fast we see it. Okay, that's in a nutshell, right? It was a big conversation when Trump took over because he appointed Ajit Pai to become the commissioner, which means that uh, during the Trump administration, you had three Republicans and two Democrats. That's just the way it works with the FCC. Whatever the party of the uh, that's in the White House, then that party has a majority on the FCC. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means if, there, if there's ever a vote, typically the party with the most votes wins. So when Republicans are in charge, typically all of the ideas and things that Republicans and the Republican Party wants to see is what they vote for. Same thing with a Democrat. Well, there was a big debate when Pai took over about whether doing away with net neutrality was the right thing. And so they opened up their website for public comment and they got millions upon millions upon millions and millions of comments from people who said that they were for net neutrality. People from small businesses to big businesses, all kinds of folks came out in support of it. And the Republicans and Ajit Pai, they pretty much laid the biggest claim for their support in killing net neutrality in the fact that they also received millions upon millions of comments through their website. And many of the comments that they were talking about were comments from people saying that they were against net neutrality, right? Well, it's come out this week in an ongoing investigation that the biggest internet service providers, and sometimes you'll see this acronym ISPs, the biggest ISPs, you know what they did? They paid folks to project millions of fake comments to the FCC's message board. So when Ajit Pai and the other Republicans on the FCC were like, oh, we got all these comments, they were all faked by the internet service providers. Now, why would you think the internet service providers would do that? Why would they spend that kind of time and energy? Why would they care about it? I mean, the internet service providers. Because the decision to do away with net neutrality basically gives them full control of the internet to do what they want, how they want, to throttle what websites you want. They haven't really pulled that lever yet because the people are the people will probably revolt. They're waiting to a time in which they've got more political cover to really pull that down. I mean, some have. Uh, so what are we talking about? We're talking about, you know, your internet bill going up, we're talking about being, you know, Internet access being restricted, things like that. You know, it could be a big deal if you like to get on the Internet the way it is now. And I just thought it was interesting, and I wanted to make that point, that the powers that be will do whatever they have to do to stay in power, whatever that takes. If that's influencing politicians, paying off lobbyists, or paying people to, you know, project millions of fake comments uh, to the FCC's message board, whatever it takes to get what they want. And that's why they keep winning. It's real simple. So these cats in Ohio's, I mean, on some levels, black Russia is absolutely right. They're going to do what they want to do, but that doesn't mean we can't put up a resistance. I don't know. It just is some muscles. I don't think that we should exercise the apathy muscle. I don't think we should exercise that. I don't think so. That's just my opinion though. Hey, listen, folks, I really appreciate you. Let me take a quick pause for the calls, and we'll come right back, shall we? 513-873-7134, again, is my number if you want to share your thoughts. And we'll pick up the conversation 
right after this. Could really use a change of scenery. Yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Yeah. Close the match because they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. extra but i know i'm the same love me in spite of my trauma give me what i need instead of the drama because when it pop off it's like oh my all good all day but the night we be going so hard on the flip side so tell me we'll be on a day babe i could keep that same energy when you go low i go low too but you'd rather stay high i know can we stay happy? I'd rather be on that way. Trying to control our emotions. If we on a rise out of passion, we could share love in the ocean. But if you want to go insane, either way, baby, we could go all night. We could do it all night. We could go all night. Do we heal? Do we bleed? I'm going to fall like you leave, but we could go all night. All of my calls go to voicemail I block you so I don't raise hell Should the talk through it in detail I separate ways ain't gon' end well No But when we get back it's like oh my All bad all day but the night Get that good good till we act right So tell me where we on the day babe I could keep that same energy When you go low I go low too You'd rather stay high, I know you Can we stay high, babe? I'd rather be on that wave Trying to control our emotions If we on a rise out of passion We could share love in the ocean But if you wanna go insane either way, baby We could go on We could do it all night We could go on I've been calm, cool, collected, but you pushing on my nerves and knowing your attention, I'm under pressure. Okay, I'm admitting that a couple things I said got acidic in the tone and the presence, I get careless. Long as you know, I come with imperfections. When you look at me, you see the soul through my flesh. You something special. Know you looking bomb, the way you dress it, gone. Flex it, hold it still and let my mind digest. You got the leverage. You got the upper handle on the situation. You worthy of a million more of the storms that we weather. We fight retreating, then fuck, but you trying to kill the cycle. When nobody's stressing that body like me, I know the way you like it. I treat you like a queen, run the castle, you a treasure. Feel like you setting fire to my desire for the pleasure. You a gem, got me blim, let's make amends. No, you can't, I'm out here. All right, good morning, everybody. Just want to take a couple of minutes. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You got me up to the op- until the top of the hour, uh, 10 a.m. this morning. Hope you're having a fabulous Friday. Want to give you a heads up. Donnie will not be uh, streaming live today. Uh, she's got some things she's dealing with uh, in terms of work, uh, but hopefully she'll be back next week. So over the weekend, we got a brand new podcast with uh, Edna Howe. Straight Talk is coming back. That's Sunday at 11 a.m. Okay, check out the live stream Sunday at 11 a.m. 
Uh, good morning to you. And on Monday, got a brand new podcast starting called The Echo Chamber with Brother Christian Boykin. You can check the stream live on our page. Uh, also planning for Midday Juice and Ask Ashley. She had to step away. She got some work stuff going on. Uh, she had to sort out, but she'll be back as well. Um, also on Sunday, you got Melody Insights at 5.30 p.m. with Britton Cass. You know, they always talk about hot topics and things that uh, you may find interesting. So good morning to you. really appreciate you in advance. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Let's get back into it. Okay, so did anybody see this story? It's a story of, uh, again, uh, this video, some people might say this video is extreme, but employees at a Florida elementary school are under investigation after a mother recorded her six-year-old daughter getting punished with a paddle by two women. And did you see this story? I just don't understand because why is the mother recording this and not forming Voltron? I don't get it. Let me see if I can pull this up for you because I want to talk about this. And I want to see the video as well because I want to see it for myself. Like, what what am I missing? What what happened here? What, What am I missing? So you just watching these people battle your daughter or was it like, did she have like a a camera that was like somehow on her daughter's clothing? You know, some parents do that. They'll put like a little camera on the clothing of the kid or something like that. I'm just curious as to how something like this can happen. I don't get it. Okay. But I want to play this for you real quick. Hold on. So she says she sacrificed her daughter. Wait a minute. What am I missing here? Let me see if I can rewind this because I'm struggling to understand what I just saw here. Oh, word? That's crazy right there. That is super crazy. I can't even imagine something like that happening. That just seems like some straight-up abuse. So the the child is at the daycare center at the school. Apparently, she must have damaged a computer or something like that. I mean, that's going to happen. You got kids and equipment. Something might get damaged. They called a mother. And say, look, you better bring some money down here. Like, that seems odd. Like, I can't write a check and get it to you once you assess the damages. I mean, did you get an estimate? Some mother gets down there. She's got a recording device with her. And she record, and they paddle her in front of her mother. And I guess they did that to show her, like, look, you know, we in control here. It's like a real power kind of dynamic going on. 
And I'm thinking to myself, uh, I just can't see myself. So I would never sacrifice my child like that. It's never going down. And nobody in this world is going to paddle my child in front of me without some severe consequences. I just can't see that happening. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm supposed to just stand here while you paddle my child. It's just It just wouldn't happen. It's just not going to happen. That's wild. And she said she did it so she could draw attention to what was happening. I wouldn't care about drawing attention to what's happening. I would be about protecting my kids. And then, you know, I have to have a relationship with my children, right? So I have to be able to look my kids in the eye and tell them that daddy is protecting you. How can I stand here and see something like that happen? And then also look at my kids in the eye and tell them that daddy will protect you. I mean, they probably never trust me again, right? Or they have some serious trust issues with me. Like, dad, you just stood there and let this happen that's wild right there. Super crazy. I don't know. I'll follow that story. I'm not sure what's going to happen with it, but it sounds, I, I didn't quite understand. I'm like, what? Uh, huh. Tracy writes, she tra- She sacrificed her because she is illegal. You could be, you could be right there. Uh, man. Uh, so that's what's happening with children, huh? It's just people out there taking, uh, taking advantage of the situation. That would be really, really wild. Uh, Brandon writes, you touch my child in that matter, I will kill you simply. I feel you, bro. I feel you 100%. Let me circle back around because the the title of the show is Voter Suppression Bill in Ohio. And many people are calling this new bill, it's a 294. Many people are calling it just that, an attempt at voter suppression. And there's some similarities, as I've read it, um, between what's being proposed in Ohio what's already passed in Florida and also in Georgia. Cause you know, in those particular States where they have report Republican majority legislatures and also a Republican executive, like Republican governors, they've already passed it. And this is how the Republicans are going to deal with losing the election. They're going to try to stack the deck. They're going to try to stack the deck so that they can ensure that the Republican candidate wins the next go around. That's what this is all about. And I'm not surprised to see Ohio join us again. When we saw what happened in Georgia, what did I tell you? I told you that despite the fact that a Republican uh, candidate has taken Ohio in the last two election cycles, that these Republicans are still going to try to do something. And of course they have. So down in Florida, Ron DeSantis, he signed what people are calling a very restrictive voting bill as well. And it's it's all aimed at curbing mail-in voting in the state and also some other things as well that will give the Republican Party more control over the electorate. Like in Georgia, if the Republican majority doesn't like an election in a particular county, they can fire all of the particular board members and then assume control of the way that the vote is going to be done in Georgia. So they locked it down in Georgia. They've locked it down in Florida. And now they want to lock it down in Ohio. That's what's happening, Uh, 100%. So I'm sure you're going to hear more about it. I know that the NAACP and other folks are, like, sounding the alarm online, and I wanted to make sure that I told the audience what was going on here, 294. I wanted to make sure we told the audience what was happening here in, in Ohio. I'm not surprised one bit. Doesn't surprise me one bit whatsoever. Ohio becomes the latest state to introduce a major voter suppression bill. At least that's the title from an article in the Huffington Post. 
Yeah, they want to go after absentee voting and ballot drop boxes. I think we should be trying to expand the the avenues in which people can vote, not to restrict it, but again, um, that's what they do. That's what they do. That's what time it is. I mean, what do you think they're going to do? Sit around and wait for you and the Democrats to figure out a way to unseat them? No, of course, they're going to go for the gusto. You know what I'm saying? Lock, try to lock it down. Try to lock it down. Uh, Kevin Rice, you probably had some remorse, but all the time, I bet she was like, this was what I was going to do, but I'm not going to. Uh, so I'm not sure what, what that is right here. Um, but I am not glad they did, Nathan. I'm sure what you're talking about, Kevin. Sister V writes, uh, but released a video as an undocumented person. That makes no sense. The principal should be fired. I agree. Uh, Terrence writes, do any of y'all know any illegals, what they go through, the actual plight on the ground they deal with? It's the same damn reason why their communities are targets for robberies because they can't go to the cops and report the crimes that they fear because they fear deportation. Get a grip on what their lives are really like. Hmm. Let me see here. Um, Terrence writes, she didn't sacrifice her daughter. That's absolute BS. Fame writes, no, Rachel. Fame is not an internet bully. Just just not going to let you or anybody else bully me. You react to what I say. Can't remember ever reacting to what you say unless it was about me. Toots. He is <laughs> fame is hilarious, man. Oh, uh, man. Terry writes, whip that baby like she had a job to pay it back. You know, I remember I'm old enough to remember a time where I remember getting paddled, remember getting paddled uh, by a couple of teachers. And it always led to a bad relationship. Like I had a teacher named Mr. Bradshaw. And I remember my mother had a crush on him. She used to always say how cute he was. And. Um, he was a math teacher and he was the first black male teacher I ever had. And he had a policy that if you missed so many homework assignments, then you automatically got paddled. And literally he would take the kids out and you hear this big old wahoo. And then the kids come back in and everybody's kind of giggling and the kids kind of looking around sometimes with tears or whatever. And and, you know, you would go on. But that's back when, you know, I guess they thought that it was the, the right thing to do, to do corporal punishment. And I remember um, I never, you know, I was always a good kid in his class because I had no reason to. And Mr. Bradshaw didn't play. But I remember that I missed, I missed like three or four. I, I can't remember what the number was. I think if you missed like three homework assignments, you automatically got a SWAT and it was cumulative. So it wasn't just three in a week. It was like three over a period of time. And uh, I remember that one of my best friends at the time was a white girl. She sat in front of me and she was really good at drawing. Uh, This was at the school for creative and performing arts. I think that was her major. She was like an art major and she had these little characters that she would draw. And it was always so cool. She would make little pictures and stuff. And uh, we were cool. And I remember I got swatted once and it was just an awful feeling. I think my pride was hurt more than it really physically hurt. And I remember I had some little tears as I walked back in. Your face is all hot because everybody looking at you. Mr. Bradshaw just swatted you. You know what I'm saying? And it was a downturn in our relationship. It was all downhill. I started to rebel in the classroom. <laughs> I had a problem because I, I couldn't believe, you know, how you going to say you trust me, you care about me, but you're going to hit me like that. 
And what really killed me is, like I told you, I had a friend, I forget her name. She sat right in front of me in class and she missed her third homework assignment. And she, I mean, that she was supposed to get swatted. And I'll never forget this because I was ready for it. Like she was my friend, but shit, I got spotted. So I was like pro swat for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't wait for the next person to not do that homework and get that third missed assignment so they can get swatted too. And I remember uh, she went to the hallway and I was ready to hear that. Whoa. You know, you always you hear nothing for a little while, maybe some talking. And then you hear, Whoa. and I'm listening, but I didn't hear it. And the door walks back in and she ain't crying. And basically, she told me he let her pass because he felt so so much sympathy for her. And that's when I stopped. uh, I couldn't F with Mr. Bradshaw anymore because I it it seemed like he was some race ish. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I miss my homework assignments. I get a squad. She missed her homework assignments. She get a talking to. It sounds like some Joe Dieters type ish. Uh, But this was really back in the day with a black teacher. And that's why when we talk about uh, implicit bias, it ain't just white folks. There is black folks has got implicit bias as well. And it gets played out in how they interact with people. Yeah, he was cool up to that point. After that, it was all downhill. It was it was just a bad year. I went from cool to bad, just like that. Because I he couldn't tell me nothing after that. The trust had been broken, you know what I'm saying? And I couldn't really I couldn't really I didn't have that connection with him like that like I had beforehand. It was sad. My mother had to come up to the school a bunch of times after that because I was just going to keep showing out. Uh, um, but you know, What can I say? Uh, let me see. Um, somebody writes, uh, <laughs> Terry writes, man, I got so many squats. It was crazy. Never chose the right 100 times. Oh, that was back when they was the Dave Gilly a choice. You could take a swat or 100 times. I got swatted a few times. I mean, like I said, I was a good kid generally. Uh, Nat writes, Mr. Bradshaw wasn't no joke, LOL. Pamela writes, uh, getting seats was normal for me. I was a kid with the, was the, getting swats was normal for me. I was the kid with the mouth, were you? I wasn't, I didn't have a mouth on me. I, again, I was generally a good kid because I like to learn. And as long as everything was cool, I had no problems. I had no problems. It was everything was love. I was learning. I got along with the teachers. Love being uh, the whole nine yards. But when I started to pick up on like unfair treatment, I could never really operate in that situation. I could never really do it. I just, it's just it something in me. I just, I just had to clash. And that's what I did. That's what I did. Learned a lot though. Angela writes, males couldn't swat girls when I grew up. Yeah, Mr. Bradshaw was swatting boys and girls. That was way back in the day, I guess. Yeah, I remember it. But he ain't swat. I forget the girl's name. She was cool, though. We remained friends afterward. We were still cool. But she got she got separate and, and unequal treatment. <laughs> I just, I couldn't deal with it, man. J.D. writes, corporal punishment was banned in most public districts while white parents didn't want black teachers and admin whooping their kids. Mm-hmm. Maurice writes, Glorious Resurrection. Jenny writes, uh, I received several paddlings in school, fighting, self-defense. Most memorable, Miss Bernick, 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 where, Bernick, where, Berquetta Johnson. I saw her on a visit down home years ago, introduced to her to my husband and kids. All right. I bet she got a kick out of that. I bet she got a kick out of that. Being a teacher and then somebody that you went to your class is now grown with their own kids. I'm sure she was very happy to see you. She got you together, too. 
Terrence writes, some of y'all sounding like the same assholes y'all accuse BR of them being. It's an elitist perspective to say that what you would do and then say a mom would sacrifice her daughter when you don't even remotely understand their plight. Uh, here's a hint. They are here in Cincinnati. Get to know their families and know what they are dealing with. Um, I feel you on that. But in terms of the sacrificing the daughter, from what I understand, I just saw the video. She said that she said that was her rationale. And I guess she was trying to like show people what was really happening at the school, which, you know, some levels I understand, but you know, would you sacrifice your daughter for, to allow your daughter to be, to be paddled in front of you so you could videotape it and send it to people? I don't know. Oh no, oh no, not, not me. But everybody's different. We wouldn't even know about this story if she didn't do it, though. So I guess there's a, a silver lining. Uh, let me see. Catching up. Catching up here. Uh, Enemy writes, the mom was an illegal and she didn't want to get deported, which I understand completely. I understand that completely, 100%. Yep, yep, yep. Andriel writes, uh, afraid of getting deported. Absolutely. Uh... <laughs> Fame writes, okay, TNT, I tried to spare you. Monday, you will get this work. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dear Lord. What in the hell does that mean? Again, 513-873-7134. If you'd like to share your thoughts, you got me for another 12 minutes, and then I've got to make a move. Other things going on today. Good morning to you. A uh, vast majority of Americans say congressional Republicans not Biden are dooming part bipartisanship. Well, we already know that. Very interesting. Oh, Warren G's son signs with his first NFL team. I'm in, I'm in the friends who like the Nathan Ivey show page. Uh, Melinda Gates approved Bill's unusual arrangement with his ex-girlfriend and Winbald. Yeah, I did read that. You know, apparently him and his wife worked out an arrangement where he could spend one weekend a year with another woman. I guess it was a woman that he had had a relationship with before he and his wife got married. And so he literally once a weekend would go spend the whole weekend with this other woman. And I guess they were friends and romantically involved and they would just do stuff. And his wife uh, approved of that. And I know a lot of people have been talking about it. I mean, that sounds wild on some levels, don't it? But I think that, again, I'm pretty consistent. I mean, when you get married, you know, it, it's it's really up to those two individuals into, into how they have their marriage. That's really up to them. And people can look on the outside in and judge them and say what they would do and won't do. And that's great for your relationship. But I'm a real live and let live kind of person. And when I read it, I thought, I mean, I thought it was – you know, a fairly modern type of relationship, which was very, very interesting. I mean, you know, the finance is taken care of. I mean, professionally, intellectually, maybe they're being taken care of. Um, but maybe she felt like him spending time with her would help him in some way. Uh, no, it's people in relationships like that right now. So, I mean, if that's what it took to make it work for them for as long as it did, I mean, that's up to them. That's up to them. I detect no problems with how other people do what they do. <laughs> Tracy writes, ah, oh, Bill got a girlfriend. That's hilarious. Uh, what is this? 
Um, uh, Charlie Wimburn writes, uh, I have come to realize through research we should just not be paddling or spanking our children. It traumatizes our children. They act out in adulthood. It took me some time to get here, Nate. Yeah, I'm, you know, even with my own children, I mean, there have been times when they got to get what they got to get. But I treat them like they're little humans, right, that deserve respect. And I'd much rather they respect me than fear that I'm going to beat them with a paddle or something like that. And they can get it now, especially junior. You know how boys are. But mm, mm, Brent writes, uh, per Kevin Samuels, uh, Bill Gates didn't cheat. Per Kevin Samuels, he was just exercising his options. That does like some. Well, it's not even exercising his options. I mean, the man was married. And from what I'm reading, and again, this is just from a couple of articles. I don't know if it's true or not. It sounds like that was an arrangement he and his wife came up with. And what I'm here to tell you is there's a lot of people with arrangements in their relationships and people do different things in their relationships. And I say, if that works for you, great. You know, whatever works for you. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Good morning to you. Um, I heard she was a Spanish interpreter. You're talking about the, uh, the woman in the video? Yeah, very, very sad. Very, very sad situation with that. I hope she works that out. I just can't see ever allowing something. It just could never happen. I'll put it that way. I just can't see that. I just couldn't let something like that roll. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Let me see. Richard Rice, the Ohio Senate wants to pass sports betting legislation by the end of May. Folks, your audience member, Fane Rothstein, played a big part in that when he did an interview with the local state rep that he posted on YouTube. The interview shames the state legislature. Okay. Thank you for that, Fane Rothstein. We appreciate it. Uh, Iona Rice, good morning. Craig Rice, what's up, Nana Choppers? And you Biden sexuals? What the hell? What is the hell is a Biden sexual? Everyone's favorite snitch is the line, hashtag old niggas. Keith Rice, the mother was an immigrant and didn't speak English yet. Stop supporting illegals that are here to replace black Americans. Y'all wild, man. Y'all wild. I hear stuff from people all the time who come into here Fame writes, uh, somebody writes, Fame did do that. Yeah, I'm not saying he didn't. I know he did. He sent the, the, the copy to me. I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, I saw the interview. I thought it was a good interview. And I know that he's been on the forefront of, like, pushing for sports betting. Great. Great. I think it's a great thing. Uh, bravo. <laughs> bravo. I mean, you know, am I into sports betting like that? No. But if you're into it, cool. I don't think there's any problem with it. I'm into, you like to gamble? Cool, gamble. Nothing wrong with gambling. Kathy writes, uh, the Democratic Party and Democratic organizations across Ohio need to collaborate, seek out, support, and run viable African-American candidates on a slate at the state and U.S. level. I believe this would encourage African-Americans and Dems across Ohio to come out and vote. Uh, Pardon me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. We need to be better connected about the state level, Kathy, for sure. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of Cincinnati people, people who are not voting, they're not voting because they don't think it really matters. And they don't think it really matters because they don't see enough good things for them coming from politics. You know, a lot of people feel like it's just the politicians trying to make a name for themselves so they can move on to some kind of greater office. Or with the whole corruption scandal, they feel like the politicians are just bought and paid for no matter what. 
So they're like, ah, psh, later for that. So we just went to this mayoral candidate uh, primary, right? And you and I know, because we talk with these individuals, that there are some differences between them. But for people that, that are not really in the politics on a regular basis, they probably looked at that whole slate and didn't see any differences between any of the candidates whatsoever. There's people that, that are like, they see no difference between uh, a Gabby Beckstrup and a Herman Ajoli and a Herman Ajoli and a David Mann and a David Mann and an Avtab Pureval. They don't see any difference in any whatsoever. When they look at City Hall, it's nothing more than something to watch on TV because they feel like it doesn't really matter. And so they don't vote. And there's a lot of people that feel that way. They're apathetic. And because they don't vote, then the same old people vote and you get the same old results. And because you get the same old results, there are no really good big examples that would make those apathetic people think that their vote really matters. So it becomes a vicious, sick cycle that, that's, that's hard to break without some serious, serious efforts. It's going to take some money, y'all. It's going to take some money, period. Ricky writes, what the F is going on with Serena, bro? Um, where's she at? Here's Serena right here. Nothing's going on with Serena. Serena's living her best life. People are talking about her obvious change. And it seems to me as if some things have changed. Now, let me say this. In no way does, does Serena Williams care about what we think. She don't care about what I think or you think. The way that I approach this is not just about Serena Williams. This is about melanated people who feel as if they don't look beautiful because they have ethnic features. That's the larger issue for me. This, this is not just about Serena Williams. Serena Williams was and is a beautiful woman. She'll continue to be a beautiful black woman no matter what she does. But if you're looking at a picture, and I don't know when these two pictures, the, well, the picture on the right was taken recently because it's, it's from her Instagram page. I don't know where the picture on the left was taken, but if you look at her, it's obvious that she's gotten some nose work. It's obvious that she's gotten some nose work. It's obvious that she's gotten some chin work. It's obvious that she's doing some kind of skin bleaching. These things are quite obvious to me. Now, Serena Williams is one of the greatest athletes of all times, and she's an entrepreneur. And you can never take that away from her. And I'm not trying to. I'm just simply talking about what we're looking at right now, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. And I think it's sad. You know, the same thing happened to Michael Jackson. I don't want to hear all that vitiligo stuff. He he didn't think that his, his beautiful, you know, uh, ethnic features were just that. He thought that he had to get a sharper nose and a different jawline with a cleft chin and all this kind of stuff and lightness skin. And it's a damn shame because, you know, this culture has an effect on different people. Think about Sammy Sosa. I won't even put up a picture of Sammy Sosa. Remember Sammy Sosa? Sammy Sosa out here looking like a Marvel character. He looking straight like a character off of this, uh, just like a television, it's like a comic series on uh, Prime. It's called Invincible. He looking straight like a, a character off of Invincible. And it's like, bro, love yourself, man. Love yourself, bro. Love yourself. That's what I would say. Love yourself. You're good enough just like you are. To me, there's nothing more beautiful in terms of a sutra than the naturals. Nothing more beautiful than that to me. 
That's just me. That's just how I look at it. You might look at it differently. Look at it. Look at Sammy Sosa. From the left to the right. He's like he's a Batman villain. It's like he's a damn Batman villain. You know, look at that shit right there. And it's sad. It's really sad. When I look at Serena, she was, look at her, she was gorgeous. She was gorgeous, flawless. God God made a flawless creature. Look at that. And that's what she's become on the right. It's quite sad. It's quite sad. I blame her husband. I blame the people around her for not telling her. If you go to her Instagram page, she's taking all these pictures and stuff like that. All that shit look normal. It don't look normal. And I don't suggest you do that. What I suggest is you just drink water, exercise every day, get you some uh, fruits and berries, step away from the processed meat, work out hard every day. Just be as naturally sexy as you can be. And that's it. Just, just, just don't do this. Just don't do this. And now, you know, I've been talking about this for, I had to kick out the fantasy file for this, yo. Not that she cares, but it, it meant something to me. She had to, I had to, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't a good day. I wasn't happy about it. I was pissed off all day long. People asked me, what's wrong with you, Nate? I had to kick Serena Williams out of my fantasy file today. You know, but you got to have standards. Every man has to have standards. I have standards. I ain't no different. So uh, let's keep the conversation going here just a little bit more, can we? Shall we? Is that makeup or skin bleaching? I don't know. I don't know, Nat. I think it's skin bleaching, but we don't know. Either way, it looks terrible. Serena didn't like herself. It's obvious she struggles with low self-esteem. You know, it's funny how some of these people struggle with slow self-esteem and they're absolutely gorgeous. They're absolutely beautiful. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Nate. D. Wizard here. Uh, I know you're on your way out the door. What's but, up, brother? Uh, I just wanted to make a quick call, man. Hey, how you doing? Uh, and I've been down with Serena Williams a long time ago because, you know, I followed her and I realized her struggle as an athlete, how she had the double and triple standards, how she had to go on. PBS and all these other outlets to say, you know, my uh, physical nature is being judged when I'm an athlete and I go out here and strategize. I use my brain to to accomplish these things and and all these awards and, and, and trophies. And so I had to fight with that to prove that, you know, she's just not blessed with just the physical and she has the mental capacity to be a champion athlete and, and she had to struggle with that and I was down with her with that and um, um, then she dated a couple of rappers man who just probably wanted to hit and she she stepped on a platform to say that all uh, she said something I can't quote it right now but I don't know if you heard it this is a reason She's out of your fantasy file, but uh, she was beautiful, and uh, and uh, she actually said, uh, I'm, I'm all over the place, but yeah, she said something to the fact that uh, black men are 
not this or that. I mean, that was your choice to, to date a couple of rappers who just wanted to hit. Now she, and I don't have anything against interracial marriage. Her sister has been interracially married for years. Uh, now she is, and she's just like kicked the black man to the curb. And, uh, you know, we understood her plight and her struggle and all these things. And I, I'm just very disappointed in her choices to change herself, or, um, you know, from her natural uh, uh, beauty to now all these other crazy things she just mentioned, the skin, the, the, all the plastic surgery. So, you know, I've been done with Serena a long time ago. And uh, she's just, you know, she's just out there, man. And, you know, she's, just don't realize that she's losing her herself, you know, culturally. So, but um, also, um, I I had the uh, I didn't have a chance to check out your show yesterday, but I listened to the rebroadcast and Sam um, uh, Kevin Samuels versus uh, um. Um, what's his name? Um, Doctor uh, Dr. Umar Johnson. Uh, Umar Johnson, man, he, he's a buster, man. Uh, Umar Johnson is, and I, and I mean, how could he say, you know, what he says about someone trying to um, down black women to, to make a buck when all he does is is is. I mean, he tried to charge you for an interview last time he was in town. I mean, he—I he, <laughs> right. mean, I mean, he's just so scat, man. And 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 you know, yet again, he's changed the date. Now he's, you know, he uh, were opening up the schools since 2010. Now we're in 2021. Now he's moved the date, the goalpost to 2022 once again. I mean. He's just a, a, a shyster, man, and and he, he has no skills other than a mouthpiece. He has no organizational skills. I mean, I've listened to interviews of, of brothers, man, who had black companies who said, look, I'm, I'm willing to bring my whole crew in um, to, to, to donate our time for HV you know, AC services, you just buy the materials, I got a whole crew. He never got back with them. He had other contractors who wanted to donate because they hear him out there crying all the time about this, that, and the other. Man, the guy's a fraud, man. He's a total fraud, and, you know, it's just, you know, I would go with uh, Kevin Samuels. And he's had to, you know, Kevin Samuels has, has had to adjust his tone and the way he operates, but some of that is shock value. Some of those, the stuff that he says is getting clicked. But if you if you listen to his content more than a, a, a clip, you know, you will see that he, he deals with facts and statistics, and it all makes sense to me, you know, personally anyway. But... I just wanted to chime in before you get out the door, man. I appreciate you taking my call. I'm, I appreciate you making a call. Take it easy, D. Wizzle. Okay, all right. Yeah, all most right, deaf. Got to catch up with that, brother. Most deaf. Yeah, yeah. He said he'd been down with Serena. He said that uh, Dr. Umar is basically out of line. Again, you know, they're, they're right about Kevin Samuels. I, 
the clips is what people are going to see because that's what Worldstar and these other places that have really been lifting them up are going to put out there. But if you listen to it, I mean, he's just an arrogant dude. And I don't have a problem with an arrogant black man. Like some people do. Some people, our culture is not really, hasn't taught us to accept arrogant black men. You know, it's conditioned us to accept the arrogant white man through popular culture and television and shit like that. But so an arrogant black dude that's confident that, you know, speaks with some with some bass in his voice and gets out there, that's looked upon as negative. Okay. Uh, same thing if it was a female. That's looked upon as negative to some people. You get a sister that's confident and she she shoot it, arrogant. She know who she is, and she don't give a damn what people think. Some people will have an issue with that. And that's kind of what's happening with uh, Kevin Samuels on some levels. It really is. And, um, yeah, that was my thing with Dr. Umar Johnson. He charged $250 per interview with smaller black-owned outlets. But if Fox News call, he, he, he'll he spend $250 to go on air. So it's like, well, brother, if you understand that, then you got to understand that the power of having somebody like you on a show could do to some of these larger platforms. Like having you on their show might be the biggest numbers they have. It might put them on a the map with a lot of people, but you're going to tax them for that. But if Tucker Carlson want to give you five minutes, you ain't going to charge Fox News. Then you shouldn't be charging, you know, everybody in my opinion. But again, you know, you do what you do. You make your money the way you make it. Uh, again, coming up on Sunday, brand new show, Straight Talk is back with Edna Howe. And then, of course, at 5.30 p.m., you've got the ladies of the Melanin Insights podcast. That'll be on Sunday. All right. On Monday, brand new podcast. Or not, well, brand new to CDM, but the Echo Chamber with Christian Boykin. He'll be streaming live from our Facebook page. All right. And uh, check me in the patrons level, okay? If uh, you want to stay connected in a different way, well, become a patron uh, for as cheap as 2 bucks a month. Again, you make that commitment, and I make a commitment to use your, those funds to to amplify what we're doing here. And uh, check it out. If anybody wants to uh, send a donation via Cash App, you see it right there, Nathan Ivy Show, PayPal, Nathan Ivy Show. I appreciate you if you support this kind of platform. That's what people do. Have an excellent uh, beginning of your week. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, to my mother, to my wife, uh, to all the mothers out there in the chop shop. Uh, have an excellent excellent day and i'll catch up with you real soon until next time i'm out love interrupted by tragedy amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.